0: Welcome to Centrist Madness. We could talk about uh grilling. Grilling? Yeah. Why? Why are we talking mm. about grilling? Good point. We don't need to talk about it. It was in the news. How about how about critical race theory? Well, you know, I always say It's big right Do now. you want do you want superfluous race theory? Do you mm. want trivial race theory? Yeah, how about whimsical race theory? I don't
1: want whimsical race theory. That's oh, okay. it's a serious First of all, issue. Is, as soon as you say race theory, you've lost me, pretty much. I mean, anyone comes to you and they're like, "Oh, I want to. I'd like to tell you about my race theory." It's well, like, you're, you're probably on, a Nazi or some kind of weirdo.
0: You're on thin ice. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, you're like, no, I got. That's a why it needs to be
0: critical. That what? Like, you don't want it to be race theory. That's you know, just you know. <laughs> <When> you,
1: <Yeah. laughs> you're taking off your sock with your foot like an inch from
0: the camera. You don't want your race theory to be inessential, mm. right? Critical race theory. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, some critical. some race theories you could you could
0: take them or leave them. We need this race theory, mm-hmm. but yeah, the critical race theory. You know, it just seems to me we know what it is, right? It's like a it's like a grad school thing that doesn't really matter. Well, it didn't really matter.
1: But now it's like everywhere.
0: But like Republicans are obsessed with it, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, it's they they they've figured it out. Like they figured out it existed. It took them like a while, right? But then I guess this like you
0: know what my theory is? What is that? Lots of lots of Republicans and like especially like blue check kind of Republicans have been stuck at home with their wives for a year, right? And their wives all have clap jobs trap. where critical race theory is coming up, right? Like they work in a college or they're hearing it in their house. They you, they used to not have to hear all this claptrap, right? But now they're stuck at home with their wife and they have to hear about it all day. And so they get all agitated and they think that it's everywhere. Isn't right? their wife also it, a Republican? Yeah, their wife might be upset about
2: it, right? <laughs> <laughs> what's your political affiliation i'm a so some like of that republican
0: too. uh politicians
2: or like blue checks i don't know who that is so uh. like
0: the iglesias of the world right he's not a republican i'm what's critical I'm, he's, race he's, theory. he's responsible for some of it right so like those type of people right they're hearing they're hearing about critical race theory and like actually this is a thing you know it is a thing uh it's kind of a thing it's
1: so with oh man no you have no idea how woke contemporary corporate America is now.
0: That's what I'm saying, right? It's like it's like a You're corporate America a thing. thing, but it's not a thing, and it's not a thing in in like elementary school. It's not a thing in middle school. Like the the idea that it's a a school problem, something that we need to address in in like our schools, that's not a thing. I think that's it's like
1: it's becoming a thing in like in in grade schools. No. Yeah. No fucking way, dude. It's becoming no. a thing that that like you know they're spreading. It's an evang- It's an e- evangelical religion.
2: What's critical race theory, right? dude? It is not. There is no
0: fucking way that at a public school Shh. you are encountering any element theory? of critical race theory. Maybe
2: I've been taught it, but I don't know what it is. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh my Have god! You, ever, I you went to a public school, right? I don't know. Ongoing. I did not know. They
0: can I barely don't. teach you anything.
1: So, this is
2: why I'm illiterate. Critical race
1: theory. Um, this is why you don't know about. No, it's like uh, so. It's it comes from like critical theory, which is like sort of like postmodern um, philosophy, uh, which is it's it's supposed to be like you know critical of the mainstream uh, accepted norms. To make it more tangible, like in general, some of the um, commonplaces of critical race theory would be thinking that, you know, like America is
0: irredeemably racist. That... That's not critical race theory. What's that?
2: So then what that's is not it, That's critical race theory. Matt, Matt. Why not? if not? America if you... is
0: irredeemably Shh. racist. I think that's. I think Matt, we, yeah, if you know what this is, is so well, I
2: asked what it was, and, and John is the one answering me, not you. So America please. is
0: irredeemably racist. That's like, so,
2: so Matt, like this is Matt. the
0: fucking intellectual dark web bullshit again. So what is it? You want to explain it? I it's just like Good looking point. at like, it's looking at like the structure of the country, right? Like it's saying that like our social structures have racism built into them. Right, but there's also so there's also this idea of Irredeemably like, racist is a crazy thing to say. That's not that's not something they would ever teach you. That's like that's first of all, it's ridiculous, and it's like a it's like a revolutionary phrase, right? It's not.
2: Oh my gosh, that's absurd. Your, your shirt matches. as I well. mean,
0: whatever. I think you're
2: no, I think
1: no, you no, 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 in, You're like pouncing on the first thing I fucking say. But, as I'm yeah, grasping the to first explain thing you said this.
0: isn't true. It's not they. They're not going to say that America is irredeemably racist. Mm, like that's not something that they say.
1: They, that's something
0: that like. They, oh, like okay,
1: who, who fucking cares? Move on. So
0: I care because you said it. It's the first thing you said.
1: So there's this notion of uh, white privilege. There's a notion of basically racism is like this subtle mind virus, which you unconsciously or subliminally – you know, like effect out into the world. So it's not about, you know, people who are being racists individually. It's like you're, you're like recreating this culture, um, this sort of like cultural phenomena,
0: which. Exactly. So it's like, it's like, well, you're being racist because the whole concept of your business is racist. Right. So you have to, you have to reassess every element of society and think about how it reifies racism.
1: Right. Or like, um, you know, uh, punctuality is racist.
0: No, dude.
1: That was something that they fucking said, dude. That was like, like, oh yeah. Like showing up on time to class is like a Western norm.
0: No, dude. No. Yes. This was a thing on Twitter. You're, but you're nut picking. That's not critical race theory. That's I'm some fucking idiot it. like Robin D'Angelo who's saying that bullshit. Like there's quacks out there who might say, oh yeah, like, you know, that's actually racist, but that's, that's not critical race theory. That's dumb asses on Twitter.
2: Well, okay. So, I mean, I don't, I literally apologies if I make no sense, but like, like systemic things of like, I don't know, I don't know what the word is like implications of race might be different than critical race theory. I think this is what you guys are getting into where I, whatever crit. I don't know what critical race theory is, but like, like maybe what Matt is trying to say is like, those things may be true, but that's not critical. But like,
0: race yeah. Theory. Like Rob and D'Angelo, that's not critical race theory right she self identifies
1: as a social uh, critical social justice is what she calls herself which is like night and day from critical race like who fucking cares this is the thing is like people get into like
0: wait i care because you're because you're saying that these things are the same and they're not like that's not,
2: that's bullshit i just <laughs> I mean, searched cl- critical and close. critical okay wait they aren't everyone shut up Shh. Critical race theory is a body of legal scholarship and an academic movement of civil rights scholars and activists in the United States that seeks to critically examine U.S. law as it intersects with issues of race in the U.S. and to challenge mainstream American liberal approaches to racial justice. So, I whoa, cra- whoa, you guys, I lost. But it's you. not
0: some, it's not some quack saying that like punctuality is racist
2: so it sounds like it only applies to. it came out of the legal again
0: right it's yeah i mean it depends how like
1: narrowly and pedantically you want to define it right no if you want to say it's only a legal thing then you can make that argument and say robin d'angelo is like something different but the point is you could define
0: it as every liberal who says something that you find ridiculous right what but that's not what it is like that People saying that punctuality is racist—that's not critical race theory. It's people being, you know, cringe. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Fine. But it is funny because you know, in the legal tradition, it really isn't embarrassing at all, right? And then it sort of has spread to grad schools and stuff. The one thing I'll put my foot down about: you're not going to encounter this shit in primary education. You're going to encounter it in college. Maybe you'll have one high school professor who tries to tell you this shit, right? But in elementary, middle, and high school, they're mostly just trying to get you to learn shit.
1: How the how, okay? Shit. How the fuck would you know? You don't have kids. What are you going to school board meetings like? How do you, you know? You
0: t- you're telling you telling me that some fucking high school out there has a teacher teaching critical race theory to students?
1: Yeah, I mean, no. why not?
0: The critical race theory, if anything, would be applied to like, well, you need to start thinking about like, hey, this kid, you know, might be from a different background and maybe you need to teach him differently. That's how critical race theory would be applied into instructions. It wouldn't be like, hey guys, you're going to learn about how white people are racist today. Maybe like in Portland, you would encounter that. But in high schools across the country, that's not going to be happening. High schools across the country are going to be like, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get them to be able to write competently. We gotta be able to get them to have some kind of critical thinking, and they gotta pass their SATs. I mean, dude, all
1: you need to do is read White Fragility, and then go to your seventh grade class and start bringing it in.
0: But that's not, that's not critical race theory, dude.
1: Well, that's what fucking Republicans are calling it. Like, you want people to say, you want people to learn like all these distinctions between these closely. Similar. They're not close. You don't think Robin DiAngelo is close to critical race theory? No. Well, I mean, she considers it a, a major influence.
0: Well, she's a scam artist.
1: Well, all right. So they they shouldn't be calling it critical race theory. They should be calling it. Um, I've never heard anyone call justice.
0: that. First of all, like th- this whole critical race theory imbroglio, no one's talking about Robin D'Angelo in context of it.
1: I mean. It's very clearly been popularized by her and No. Yes, dude. Nope. She just wrote a fucking bestseller about it. Nope. She got nope. everyone like hyped up on it. Nope. She didn't yeah. write a bestseller it's a totally about it. Totally different thing. It.
0: When that book was a big hit, I never heard anyone mention critical race theory in context of it.
1: No, like Republicans have come up with this label for it.
0: Uh, uh, uh. So first of all, that's true. No one ever mentioned critical race theory when that book came out. You're so fucking obsessed with
1: semantics. Is that true? You can't have true? a conversation. Why can't with you, you just say
0: that's true? Uh, repeat it again. When that book came out, no one was like, hey, this is critical race theory. Correct. That's true. Okay. So no one now is even saying that. No one's all this freak out about critical race theory, Republicans talking about it, no one's mentioning white fragility they're using it as like a panopticon to smear to smear every like element of liberalism. They're like saying it's Marxist. They're saying it's like communist. They're saying all these different things. Sure. No one's bringing up white fragility in context of it.
1: So what's your point?
0: I'm saying that Republicans, we don't need to care about what they're saying cuz what they're saying isn't attached to reality. Like they're not saying they're not talking about critical race theory for any kind of honest reason.
1: Yeah, but there has been a cultural change in how people think about race. And there's a new school of thinking about race, which is derived from critical race theory, certain intellectual traditions. It's like critical studies, dude. It's all this like postmodern bullshit, which is a rejection of liberalism. And like you want to spend the whole fucking time talking about what to call things.
0: All right. She and Saran wrap? She brought me my gifts. Oh.
2: Is she in the room?
0: Sounds like she's taking a shower.
2: Matt? Oh. I was going to say, tell her to say hi to me.
0: This is pretty great. This is pretty great, guys. What are your gifts? Uh, What did I miss? Here's a USB power adapter.
2: (laughs) Computer? (laughs) microphone? Here's some uh,
0: lightning cables. Nice. Um, Another wall charger. A, A USB power adapter micro usb oh this is for uh yeah micro usb charger oh another one. Oh, she got me a wireless keyboard oh another usb surge protector <laughs> you really like usb cables well <laughs> i always need more cords and plugs it's true i'm constantly talking about cords and plugs like shouldn't you have cords and plugs in every room mm. oh dog knocked off the bed Ugh. So let's introduce our interview.
2: Well, I'm so sad. Mm. Why? We're not in person. Mm. This is crazy. This is our first time, three of us, since we've met.
0: <laughs> we don't need to talk about New York.
1: Mm. <laughs> we could, though. Okay. We
0: could.
2: <laughs> no, it should be a teaser for the... Is the hotel episode. Yeah,
0: we're going to put the hotel episode on Patreon, guys.
1: If you can make out there. Can make it anywhere. Oh my god. Okay.
2: That was fun. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad we met. That was, it was mm-hmm. fun. No, imagine if you're like, I hate you, you were the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, that was the biggest mistake. Wow.
1: We just never talked again.
0: So, um, our guest this week, you we guys conquer. are gonna love it. Uh he's a crypto expert and an erotic performer. Um we really enjoy talking to him. Uh, I don't know if you guys are going to hear the whole hour, but there's a whole hour of it. Oh, we should say that we don't necessarily endorse all his financial advice, but we are following it.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I already have $180. That's a lot. Invested. That was all my Ethereum money, man.
0: I think I'm going to pop... Uh,
2: That's more than it cost for a steak dinner in New York City.
0: You can I think get a steak pop, dinner for that? 900- like, I'm gonna. It's, it's a little annoying that you can't buy anything with it, what he's recommending. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you can't buy anything with any of this shit.
0: Yes, you can. You can buy stuff with Bitcoin, right? Uh,
1: it's annoying. You can buy drugs with it. I mean, it's annoying. Like, yeah, you annoying. can, but it's not convenient. Certainly not convenient. Yeah.
0: Although, Cash App, can't you just Cash App someone something? Uh, probably. I don't know. Cash App has Bitcoin. Yeah. And I think one other, probably Ethereum. Mm. But anyway, guys, enjoy it. It's coming out okay. there. Is that.
1: Is that it? In. Okay. Roll tape.
2: Oh, my God.
1: We are um, super excited to have Will Pounder on.
3: That's me.
2: <laughs> Welcome.
1: Will is a porn star, crypto
3: consultant. It seems that way.
0: And we've never had a crypto expert on.
3: Well, I didn't intend for it to go that way, but I've got a a computer for a brain. I've got a near photographic memory and started investing in the space over crypto and it was confusing. And so I kept just doing more research and then I realized that most people didn't know what the fuck they're talking about. So (laughs) then I started looking at what what the actual tech is behind it. And I interviewed uh, Quincy Jones, I think last week on my Instagram. And if you don't know who Quincy is, you should reach out to him. But uh, he's a quarter developer, and he just got a job. Uh, he just literally blew up over over like a, a two week period in in the crypto space. But he works and develops those systems and stuff. And he answered questions that I spent at least fifty hours trying to find, and he was able to answer them like like it was nothing. So super, hmm. super smart guy. He's uh most people are thinking that the experts in the crypto space are your billion- billionaire investors. And I'm telling you, it's like that it's not the case because we're in the infancy of a new technology and all the billionaire investors are ju- they're just investors. I mean, look at Mark Cuban. He got he got juked on a rug pull by Titan. If you would have just looked at their website. <laughs> Well, they didn't have a website if you looked at white letter yeah uh, they didn't have a white letter either so i mean you, you can't exactly trust the the, the billionaire <laughs> investors what a lot of people say
0: is that the one where like they they just shut down and said hey we took your money titan some i think it was a <clears throat> cryptocurrency exchange just took everyone's money and then posted a like a message saying hey we got you <laughs> um well that's happened a couple like there was gotcha. one gotcha.
3: Uh, one that happened in Canada that was like that there's a canada exchange that got robbed of like 300 million or something like that and it's happened a few times but don't keep your money on the exchanges that there's hard and cold wallets there for a reason and there's plenty of really easy to use tutorials on how to actually get them there but it's just a new technology that it's it's such in its infancy that people there's a little bit of a learning curve for it
1: so when you say that most people don't know what they're talking about, like what what kind of stuff are you talk about, like what's some of the
3: misinformation that flies around, or because most of, mo- it's kind of like brand. Most people are basing everything off of brands or hypes, or they hear stuff from influencers. And I can tell you, like personally, just I've been I've been speaking in multiple different groups, some exclusive groups, groups some have several hundred people in them. And I can tell you for a fact that what a lot of these people do is they'll get around, they'll team up together within their whole group. They have anywhere from 10 million to a hundred million dollars worth of of money that they're playing around with. And they'll all just team up and they'll, well, we're going to, we're going to pump this coin. And then they turn around and promote a bunch of influencers to promote the coin and stuff like that. And then the next phase is, is then they'll create their own coin. They'll do the exact same thing, except then they'll give influencers these coins and then in order to get them so like i'll give you five thousand ten thousand dollars worth of it but if your followers end up getting that then the gain is even more so and you just build all this hype and it drives the value of it up and then when you got enough you rug pull so you gotta know what to you gotta look for the signs of what a rug pull is
0: Hmm. what's a rope pull
3: a rug pull is when a small group of people own a substantial amount of a coin
0: which is the case with bitcoin Mm
3: mm-hmm Um, So, a lot of people are diehard Bitcoins. My personal viewpoint on Bitcoin is it's a big scam. Um, When it first came out, it was very decentralized, but the way that it's going, it's got too many faults to it. There's too many ways for Bitcoin to fail. Um, That's the problem with it. And what they've discovered through Ethereum is that it's harder to upgrade an active um, project than it is to just start a brand new project. Um, in the case of Bitcoin, it's not scalable. So, for example, if you were to do the math, and I would very much encourage you to do that, is the amount of energy if it were to take if ten percent of the population were to adopt Bitcoin as its currency, it would require over half of the world's energetic energy supply to actually fund the network. Let's do now, it. What that actually what what ends up happening on that network, though, is this is what you got to look at. Is what happens on that network is whoever has the bigger hash rate or better farming equipment for it. Is they start overpowering um, the smaller farming equipment, so inevitably it's going to lead to uh, the bigger, bigger companies that are going to be running the network. So that's important to know because as the scalability continues to go up, if mm-hmm. they start losing money due to energy costs, then then the smaller ones are going to start shutting down. So inevitably, you're only going to have a few that few that are holding the network, which makes it incredibly centralized. Uh, now, in a worst case scenario, so then you can like hijack <laughs> the network, right? And oh, then shit. Yeah, and okay. then another scenario is if it continues to scale upwards, you'll inevitably have just one company that is running the entire Bitcoin network. And when it reaches a point where the energy costs are too much and they're losing money, it would almost make sense for them to farm something else that would make them money. So if they kill the system, Bitcoin could literally go down to zero in 20 minutes. Hmm. I mean, it's just food for thought. It's incredibly centralized. It's not right. Yeah. Right now there's so much FUD and I call it FUD. Basically there, anytime you've seen a bunch of news articles of it's, this is going to reach this, it's going to reach this. That's a key sign that the the power players want to sell because they, in order to sell, they need buyers. So who better to convince the sell than, than the apes that don't really follow what's going on. And I say apes just because I've, I've been following the AMC stuff and I think it's funny. <laughs> do they but call yeah. people apes what is it yeah.
0: apes making cash yeah apes making cash is amc nice no. yeah um i think every when you when i hear people talk about bitcoin and the energy it requires and stuff it seems obvious that it's not the coin of the future mm-hmm. um but there seems to be no agreement on what the the coin of the future is well, what do you what do you think it is
3: well, let's let's finish on on Coinbase before we move on to that. So um, that's just as far as the technology of Coinbase. We haven't even touched on the manipulation of the Tether network and how that has actually caused an inflation of Bitcoin and Ethereum. And when so, I like I've I've predicted several of the the last market dips that have happened within my groups, and then. The, uh, I started predicting that they're going to regulate crypto because they officially they weren't going to regulate crypto until next year. But I'll say, and it's not, that doesn't make any sense because there's too many financial institutions and billionaires calling for it to be regulated. And that's partly due to the inflation bubbles about to pop. And when that happens, stock market goes crap, goes down. And when stock market goes down, Bitcoin goes up, or I mean, not Bitcoin, um, digital currency goes up. And when, when crypto goes up, I mean, if they, if an institution, when can't go into a place, it's not regulated, they 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 can't. So if they can get it regulated sooner than later, then they can actually hedge against the inflation pop by keep keeping their purchasing power by switching over. So I've been predicting that this next stock market crash is going to be the biggest crash in the history of the stock market simply because we have too many, um, we have the housing market, we've got the student loans, we got the inflation of the dollar, and any of those pop, it's going to it's gonna tank and cause crypto to go boom. Well, the financial experts know this. And if you want to keep your purchasing power, you're better off um, getting crypto regulated. So now you have a legal place that you can put your funds. And so instead of being a victim of the the crash, you're going to cause the crash. So I think that these institutions, when crypto is regulated, they're going to transfer their, their funds into the space. And then that's going to set the domino effect for everything else to happen.
0: So institutions aren't in crypto yet?
3: there are but if you notice that when the G7 met there's like over a trillion dollars left the crypto market space and if you look at the topic what the G7 summit was talking about was regulations of crypto you can't have institutional money in a regulated space in unregulated projects and so you don't want to have you don't want to have your money in that spot and if regulations come down if your investments are in stuff that's not regulated then you, then there's going to be a flood of money in other space and you're going to be left holding the bags does that make sense? Yes. So now you want to look at what, what is going to be the coins of the future. And that's that's the question is what's going to be around here 15 or 10, 15 years from now. And so my best recommendation is look at the ISO ecosystem, specifically XRP, XLM, XDC, uh, Algorand, and IOTA. And the reason for that is they're ISO compliant. And so... The banks have, to like anything in the government or anything like that, or with the banks, you have to be ISO compliant. I was in the Marine Corps. Um, when you worked on equipment, it had to be uh, ISO compliant. And so uh, basically is in the uh, the central banks are ISO 20022 compliant with the cryptocurrencies. And that's the, e- that's the financial ecosystem. Well, you're not going to find a lot of news about this because it's... This is the place where people are gonna funnel their money in. So then this points to the SEC versus XRP lawsuit. And most people that are looking into the space, like when I first got into crypto, it was like I saw this lawsuit and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna get into XRP, but then my gut, and I always trust your gut. This is the big, big, big fucking thing. Your gut never never fucking lies to you. So my gut was telling me that no look into it. So I started diving into the XRP, SEC lawsuit. And it didn't add up. Um, what was going on behind the scenes with the with the company didn't add up to the the lawsuit. In fact, the lawsuit, either on one hand, it either looks like a smokescreen, or two, it just looks like corruption. And right now, the SEC is backed into a corner. There's literally no solution in which they can win. Um, right now, it's pointing that the prior chairman of the SEC that started the lawsuit. Um, his firm was heavily invested in Bitcoin and Ethereum. So he came out and said Bitcoin and Ethereum are not securities, but XRP is. And But XRP would have literally shut down, would, would have shut them. It's a superior technology. And with the Flare Network coming out, it just it gives them lateral, more lateral utility. So it just basically got it taken off all the exchanges. So that's another thing to keep in mind on the lookout. That's why it points, this could be a smokescreen because they also, the CBDC, the banks need to develop CBDCs in order to engage in the new financial system. So in order for that to happen, they needed more time. So if XRP were to go live before the banks, the central banks were ready, that wouldn't be good. So there's enough evidence to deduce that it's one or two, one or the other, or it could be both. But that's kind of irrelevant at the point because- As a uh, the, the the banks are going to end up going into the financial space. So, uh, do you guys know what XRP does? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> oh, I oh, don't wow, even guys...
2: know what cryptocurrency is. To be completely <laughs> okay. honest.
1: She just bought her oh. first
3: Doge coin today. So, oh, don't 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 get into that crap. <laughs> they're 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 dumps. Is that not real, Elon? Oh, okay. Oh, Elon pumped. So here's the thing: is they pumped Doge, <laughs> and the reason why they pumped Doge was so that you had to buy Bitcoin to acquire Doge. So that pump and and, and Elon had a bunch of Bitcoin, um, and then you had to buy
0: to use, you had to buy Bitcoin to buy Doge.
3: Yeah, it goes through, <laughs> it's, it's through the, that network.
0: That doesn't make sense.
3: It's not anymore, but. but so what happened was, is they got all this money. And so now they want to do something with the network, but they're left with the problem of that. It's almost impossible to upgrade a, an active network. And so now you're now you're like, well, what do you do? And so they're hoping he does something. And I haven't looked into it. I guess there's baby doge now. So that would make more sense that, you know, he's trying to do something with the program. Maybe but that's the, the one prob- that takes off. That could be the coin in the future.
0: I would buy I, it. I highly doubt that. I would buy it if we pronounced it doggy. If it was baby doggy, I would buy a baby doggy coin. <laughs>
1: yeah. They're gonna change doubt that. it
2: just just for you, Matt. Yeah.
1: Okay, but what if what if we what if there is no coin of the future? Like um, why do we need crypto? It, there has to be.
3: Uh well, crypto is it's a new technology in there. It's not really hackable. It keeps track of everything and there's pros and cons to all of it. And the, everything's going in that direction. It, it, it's it, it's do you know, do you know what, um, critical masses? Mm-hmm. So for those of you that don't know what critical mass is, when the TV was invented, it took 10 years for 10% of the population to own a TV. And then it took an additional 10 years until 90% owned a TV. So that was the marker point for exponential growth. Does that make sense? Yeah. So- I mean,
1: I think so, but then there's probably other shit where it just
3: never, never took off that much. Like, if it doesn't take off, it mm. usually doesn't tend to reach ten percent of the population. This this is a statistical term and a marketing term that gets utilized. There, there's exceptions to everything, but for the general rule, well that's the, that's when the climactic that's when the climactic point max. Okay, returns.
1: here's here's what I'd say. So it seems like most of the people who are buying Bitcoin are doing it as like speculation
3: versus they're, they're doing it as a store of value.
1: Oh, as a as a value store. Okay, so I mean, I guess that sort of makes sense. But we've I don't know if we've ever had a value store before that didn't have any inherent value. You know what I mean? Like gold, you can make jewelry out of it. It looks cool.
3: It's the got reason uses. why Bitcoin is is because it's a limited supply. So the reason why it's being acquainted to a. um a store of values because you can't make any more, it can't be manipulated, it's decentralized, so it has all those cursors on it. But as the new, as the technologies start coming out and about, it's painting a different picture. And that hints why you're seeing a lot of people saying Bitcoin's going to reach all-time highs and stuff like that. Well, there's going to be a, a change in the guard. There's going to be a, a, when you uh, when utility catches, when price catches up to utility, the the entire eco, the crypto ecosystem is going to shift. So that, that's something to be on the lookout for.
0: Well, I believe that that's going to occur because yeah. Bitcoin has all these fundamental problems mm-hmm. And I also believe that crypto will continue to exist unless all the world's
3: governments decide it shouldn't it, it can't even if the, it's it's too it's far too past that point.
0: Well, I mean, you could—I don't know—you could you could use like law enforcement to make sure it doesn't happen or something.
3: If you think it's not going to be around here, you're not paying attention to world events.
0: But I believe it will continue to exist. I'm just yeah, saying it's it, it's well, improbable.
3: But there's I no don't scenario where crypto is not going to be the future.
0: But I I think you said like you know, um, so you th- oh, yeah. you said the ones that you think will succeed are the ones that will be most compliant with current mm-hmm. breaking, banking practices. Yeah. And that makes sense to me, but you, like you said, though, there's like ten of them, right? There's like a bunch that are doing that.
3: It's an ecosystem. Um, each one serves a different role and a different purpose inside of it.
0: Okay, I still and, feel I still feel like what you said earlier about branding. Uh, human psychology works that way, and Bitcoin has the branding, mm-hmm. and yeah. the coin that the coin that figures out branding will win. Well. No. It's often then, the original, right? Like VHS versus Betamax.
3: Everyone's like, that's a whole, d- d- that's your a whole state different of thing. Mind, and that releases- oh. you No, know, your state of mind is operating in the private sector. In the private sector in crypto, we saw a maximum of 2.5 trillion. And that actually had a lot to do with um, institutional money in that space as well. You're thinking of the private sector. I'm talking about what is happening with the 400 trillion in the world what's what's happening with with that what's where's the federal reserve where's the central banks because if you actually know what's going on with that system now it paints a different picture than what you're being presented to on on the media so right now a central bank has to hold multiple currencies of different fiat currencies in order to do business and then it there's high fees when you got to exchange currency rates there's and it takes time there's high fees when you got to transfer lots of money and it takes a lot of time Mm -hmm. well for example xrp instead of a instead of a a banking system holding like seven different fiat currencies if they just hold xrp now they increase their their liquidity so now they can loan out more because they don't have to have cash stores and all the different currencies so it, it gives them more options as far as branching out through loaning it takes three seconds to transact so it gives them more it, it's it's a trillion dollar problem a date a trillion a daily trillion dollar problem that all the central banks in the world have
1: but don't, if you want to use it as value store, don't, you have to get price fluctuations under control long-term.
3: So, and, and that is a very good question. So with XRP, um, there's there's theory to be two different approaches, technically three, but in the long term, the third one won't matter. So the, the two things that they're going to do is they're going to prevent private sector from going in and influencing it. Um, they can do that by make by putting in different laws and regulations. It can only be an accredited investor or in different things like that. So they can just make the it harder to 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 gain it. But in order to do that, it has to be a joint effort from basically the G, the G twenty basically. So it has to be so I can't VPN into another country and then buy it that way. Um, so that, that's one option of how they can do that. Because what XRP is meant to do is it's meant to transfer large amounts. It's basically more of an accounting thing for the central banks. It's more of That's an easier way to put it. It's just transferring large amounts of money, but all it does is it just simplifies the accounting. And so w- w- with that being the case, they can't have big fluctuations. Now, option number two is that the amount of money that they're dealing with is so high that the private sector would account for less than 1%. So the the fluctuation that would be pretty much neg- negligible and wouldn't really matter. So those are two options. Now, the third option is what's something that very could happen, very well could happen. And because there's a lot of XRP, that's in escrow. And so when that happens is the government could come out and just buy all the XRP that comes out in and, 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 from escrow. And if they do that, they can set the price until they run out of escrow and then when that would transfer out. So this is a long-term, that would be essentially a long-term shakeout. Because keep in mind, they don't want to make um, your private sector. They don't want to make people wealthy in this. Like the the banks want to keep their purchasing power. And I predict, I was calling out last week, I I called out that they're going to regulate crypto before next year. And then that ended up coming down. It's going to, uh, they put pressure on the SEC to happen on the 28th. Um, I called that there's going to be a lot of FUD that's going to be coming out or fake news coming out about XRP. And as much, and that just started this week. And as that's been coming out, it's been getting disproved. As it's been coming out, influencers are getting paid to, to basically downplay it. Which I mean, it's irrelevant. I mean, everyone's gonna do what they're gonna do. They can go with the brand and, and go with the brand, do that. I just tell people like, do your research, what's gonna be around. When I talk to the developers that are developing the space, they say if I say, Will Bitcoin be around in 10 years, I get a hundred percent no, there's no way it's gonna survive. And that tells me all I need to know. Then I ask, well, what about Ethereum? And they're like, well, Ethereum will be around to a capacity, but there's too many other better technologies out there that do things way, way, way more efficient. Like Cordano's is one of the ones that will do what Ethereum does way better. Solana and Harmony can do what Ethereum does, but way better. Mm-hmm.
0: I, just worry, I just worry the market will not be rational. And people will just stick with Bitcoin until it crashes and ruins the reputation of crypto.
3: Well, here's what's going to, like, here's what, this is what I'm predicting is, and this is just based off of, you ever hear that theory of um, buy the rumor and sell the news? No, I like it. Yes. Okay. Before we continue, how experienced are you guys in crypto?
0: Not experienced (laughs) at all.
3: John should know more.
0: John should know more.
1: I made, I made $4,000 off it.
2: I'm gonna share my screen. This is how experienced I am in crypto. Oh, she's got Wikipedia okay. open.
3: Usually usually I'm talking to groups where it's I've got stockbrokers stock brokers, I've got hedge fund guys, I've got a lot of people in this but usually that's who I'm talking to. So mm-hmm. we need to switch gears in this conversation down, and break yeah. it down a little bit better. Uh-huh. Okay. Just for so, our audience.
1: I mean we'd get it, but yes. yeah.
3: Okay, so basically, what's going on in crypto is they're they're trying to go into digital currency. Um, the fiscal dollar isn't really they, there's multiple reasons for that. You can't track where you spend the physical dollar. The CBDCs are creating their own digital currencies, and so and then there's um, CBDCs. And so that's how they're going to do their kind. Yes, CBDCs. What is that? Central bank digital currencies. Oh, okay. So central, so that um, central bank digital currencies are all the banks are creating those right now. Now, for banks to exchange into other currencies or with other banks and stuff, they're going to be utilizing XRP. Now, just if you want to verify all this, look up Ripple or XRP's network. I've heard you've of Ripple. The federal, that is XRP. Okay. So you have the IMF, you have the Federal Reserve, you've got almost every single central bank, you've got Bank of America. Uh, the the network that they have is it's a very, very big list. Um, And XRP solves a very real problem that they all have. So that that's the use case for it. So everything that's going to get like, and this is how you differentiate between what's fake news and manipulation versus what is real is you want to look at what is the actual utility? What is the science behind it? What is the team? What is the network? because someone like Hbar they created a knockoff of XRP but they don't have the network they have a very they have a fi- very tiny area of influence i mean tiny in the crypto space but um, the the XRP ecosystem's like it, it's designed for the world's money like the the institutional money so a lot of people are trying to make their bets with a with a private sector mindset. But if you really want to get wealthy in the space, and I mean, you can try to play the gamble and figure out what's going to be the next Doge or Shiba. But I try to tell people, I was like, it's a dangerous game because it's super, super subject to uh, manipulation. And if you're not part of that initial group, when they do decide to do that rug pull, you might just be caught holding the bag. Yeah. And that, happen- that happens a lot. So if you want to avoid that, instead of gambling... You want to look at what is investing. And investing is something that you believe is going to be around with real that solves real world problems five, ten years down the road. That's an investment. Makes sense. I
1: mean, we've never really had a fiat currency without, you know, government backing, right? Or any real
3: currency. Well,
0: that's what it means.
3: Mm-hmm. It, they're trying to use a, a one-world currency, yeah. but it's not going to be a one-world currency. Because, example, XRP, the way that they do the consensus is, it's you can't hack it. It's 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 impossible to hack it. It requires eighty percent verification in order to for one transaction to go through. So, you someone can't come in and change the data on one transaction because it needs eighty percent consensus approval. So, you'd have to have access to over to over that XRP or, or Ripple, the company. They only have I think it was like eleven or twelve percent. So they can't even, adjust, they can't even manipulate uh, <clears throat> the changes. So it, it's, it's void of hacking.
1: So does that mean like to sell my currency? I wouldn't need 80% approval. It's just to change.
3: No, they it's the nodes. It's how they verify that that action is actually a true action that's going on, on side the crypto network. So if you were a hacker, you would, so like in a one-to-one ratio, mm-hmm. um, you could intercept that transmission and then change the variables and essentially steal what the, Change the data, which in essence is stealing in 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 that way. But if you need an 80 80 percent consensus approval, you would have to have you'd have to get connections to all eighty of those to change all of those nodes at the same time in order to do that. And it's good luck trying to plan that out. Right. So, like, if there
1: was like a crypto heist or whatever, and the powers that be said, like, you know, fuck that, we're just going to undo the transaction. Um, and they got 80%, like if they had 80% approval, they could undo it. Is that like the purpose of it or the feature?
3: Basically, if they go in there and they try to manipulate it and 80, 80, 80, other 80% of them will say, well, that actually value does not match these other 80 values that just happened. So Mm -hmm. then that one's, that one didn't, that one isn't real. That doesn't work. Right. And so then it continues on with that. So it, it makes it really, really hard to actually interfere with that. And that's what the banks want to do. And with, with CBDCs and everything like that, they can track all the spending. Um, so are you familiar with the USDC coin? Mm-mm. So th- there's a, the, the two creators of it. They've got a very, very impressive name. You can research it if you like. But the, um, their pri- when when they were in an interview, they were asked what their prized um, accomplishment was. And they said it was actually creating the USDC coin. And all it is is it's just a stable coin. It's tied to the dollar. But then you got to ask yourself, why would that be their their prized possession, like they've got a very impressive resume. I'm talking like running exchanges to all sorts of developments and stuff like that. But the stable coin is their number one. And the partner and the partnerships that's been going on with the USDC coin is starting to paint the picture that that very well might become the digital fiat dollar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we're moving away from cash. I mean, right. Yeah. So there needs to be a replacement for the fiat currency. And that's what that position is looking like that's going to end up doing. Now, in the ISO ecosystem, the XRP, XRP is not exactly something that you would really go to a Starbucks and and buy a drink with because it needs to be very, everyone has to be a part of that network. So uh, it it needs verification from that bank to the other bank to do that. So the chances are of using XRP to pay for something probably won't happen, but using something that is on XLM. Like you could run like an XLM with something that you could take that and then go scan a QR and pay with that. Same thing with XDC projects that are being built on Algorand. Now, keep in mind, it might not be the currency of it, but that might end up being the network utilized. Um, so we're in its infancy where I would say critical mass was about three months ago. I would hypothesize that we're between upper 20s and lower 30 percent of, of adoption in the crypto space. Um, with how fast everything is moving and if that's the case that paints the picture between five and ten years the entire financial ecosystem is going to shift so if you're an investor and you wanted to put your bank on it you'd want to diversify your portfolio in a place where you think the institutional money is going to go
0: oh exactly
3: it's a convincing case it's
0: a convincing case
3: it's logic and it's deduction
0: would you say that of all the coins though, Bitcoin is the only one that's
3: clearly doomed? No, 99% of them are doomed. Oh, okay.
2: What's the 1% that's not doomed?
3: <laughs> Baby douche. That's that's the thing that everyone's trying to plan for. So the the problem with that is when regulation comes in, most like the vast majority of coins aren't going to pass regulations. Like period, they they just they just won't. Um, most of them are most of the coins that are being made right now are literally just pump and dumps. They're hype coins just to make a quick buck.
1: We'll have to use those outlawed currencies to buy publications on the intellectual dark web. Be the only way to get a Quillet subscription we'll at <laughs> the intellectual dark
2: web.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You could buy what what are they called NFTs?
0: NFTs, yeah. That seems like a that well. seems like a scam, right?
3: well so nfts is essentially digital art and if you know anything about how art is with taxes is it's kind of like a tax tax store so it's it's one of those tax loopholes for, that the rich use is art why do you think fucking multi-millionaires and billionaires buy expensive art i highly doubt it's because they want to fucking look at it above their dining room table it's like it's a store of value for their their money and it's a tax shelter as well so that's kind of what NFTs are, but the problem with the NFTs is most NFTs right now are being built on old blockchains or blockchains that really aren't going to make it in the future. So that's why it's common belief and the, the people that are following the tech is that a lot of NFT projects aren't going to make it because of that. And here's another one, and I'll just throw this out there because this just happened. Um, so Flare is, is going to be launching at the end of this month and it's, it's, pri- it's gaining um, lateral use with the XRP network. So by using the XRP network, it's also providing NFTs and it's linking up other blockchains and it's even linking up Bitcoin and Ethereum. But that doesn't really matter because they can link up with just about any blockchain with that. They're just doing it mostly because of branding is my belief system on that but I don't really think Bitcoin's going to make it. And Ethereum is not going to be where it's at anymore because there's other techs that are do what it does, but way better. I'm just logging into Coinbase right now.
1: Um, so should I dump my Ethereum? I have like $200 <laughs> in Ethereum. And I mean, Should I dump it like, by XRP?
3: What should I do? My, what I tell people is... Oh, XRP all is cheap, the man. Yeah, it's been suppressed through the SEC and manipulation. Oh hell yeah, I'm buying this shit.
2: (laughs) I got a new credit card today.
3: It's two thousand
1: dollars. I only own like a tenth of one. I can get like like a hundred (laughs) XRP's.
3: I tell I tell people um, depends on what your financial goal is. If you have the ability to acquire ten thousand XRP. Great. After you do that, look at branching out into other areas of the ISO ecosystem. The reason being is the what happens with the escrow, if the government decides to buy up all the escrow, they can dictate the price until escrow runs out. And then the price bounces back up to where it needs to be for the financial institutions to use that. Now, if you follow that, that's going to take basically five and a half between five and a half to six years for that to happen so they'll set the price for that and a lot of people are going to sell out because like oh well this is where it's going to be and stay well if you actually know what's going on behind the scenes you're like well xrp cannot be cheap for it to do what it's supposed to do it's it it cannot be it's impossible for it to be cheap to do what it needs to do for the central banks the imf the federal reserve and all that kind of stuff it can't be cheap so if if they end up running that route and try to shake out the investors that way just know that, hold on to that money for five and a half, six years, and, and just wait till after there. That's the long-term plan with that. If it doesn't, then it's going to go up way before then. But what
1: the fuck? Okay. Just beware. XRP is
3: happen. not supported by Coinbase. It's not. It's delisted from all U.S. exchanges. What is, how do I buy SEC. this shit? You need to use the European exchange Uphold. Uphold. Okay.
2: Go to Europe.
1: All right. I'm going to sell my <laughs> Ethereum. I'm going to cash out. I'll go to Europe. Um, well, if you're on Coinbase...
3: Mm-hmm. If you're only dealing with two hundred bucks, and if you're on Coinbase, I would just take that and put that into Algorand or XLM. Algorand or XLM, okay. What are those? It's do? all part of the same ecosystem. Okay. Oh, okay. So if if you were to look up something, uh, look up ISO space two zero zero two two space ecosystem. And then go to images, and that is a that you'll find a picture that is from the central bank digital currency book for their currency. This is, there's no news about this. I read this book, um, th- and this is this is essentially what the central banks are saying. This is what we are going to be utilizing for our financial ecosystem. And inside that book, they list that they can utilize XRP and XDC for financial transactions. Mm. So
0: it's so what I'm reading here is that Ripple and the SEC are going to settle.
3: Possibly, I I don't think they. Th- It it all depends. There's so much stuff going on right now and shit's moving quick. The uh, XRP doesn't, or Ripple doesn't have to settle. They have the SEC backed into a corner. The the SEC wants to settle because if the SEC settles, then they can still go after other coin or other projects and basically scam them is what they're doing right now. They can claim this and have that really not be that the case and essentially with what they did. Um, but if they end up losing the case, um, the SEC has little reach inside the crypto space because this, the XRP Ripple or the SEC Ripple case, is equivalent to the Roe vs Wade case. It, this is the, this is the landmark case inside the financial ecosystems that where the world's going. This is the case that is going to be dictating what's going on. And so, keep this in mind and. When if we know institutional money is going to go, cannot go into a place that's unregulated. And then we also know that it needs to be able to work with the bank. So it needs to be ISO compliant. When this case is done with the SEC, that will make XRP the only coin in the entire crypto space that is SEC approved and ISO compliant. So where do you think institutional money is going to go?
0: Makes sense to me.
3: Logic and deduction.
0: Will, is there anything um, you'd like to promote?
3: Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just go be happy with you. Like, follow <laughs> my social medias if you want, but you know, make just don't, I just don't want people to fall for, uh, the, the bullshit FUD that's going out. Well, you got other, the,
0: you can promote your day job.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm a porn star that shoots two to three times a day, almost every single day. Two to
0: three times a day holy moly
3: man eating a lot of oysters yeah. <laughs> good diet good genetics I was don't gonna, drink don't smoke
0: i was gonna ask you about uh your time in the marines uh where did you serve
3: um so i was a avionics electronic countermeasure tech and i was in station in miramar but i didn't really do my job um I ended up starting the Jujitsu club and in 10 and a half months went professional in the sport. They ended up getting me 10,000 square foot mat. Then I became the coach of the all-marine team and I taught hand-to-hand combat weapons, weapons, disarmament, and Jujitsu. submitted my first world champion within my first year of doing Jujitsu, And I was actually going to, my career path was actually going to be uh, professional martial arts. I uh, made it onto team black house um later on found out that i broke my back at mct and then overnight couldn't walk for two years so yeah. then i just started studying and i ended up reverse engineering a video game and i got a job from there then i finished my degree um and basically i told the doctors to fuck off because like they said i'd never be able to walk again so i just started doing i started working out I again I, I got super fat i was like 255 pounds and uh I just said fuck it and I was like I'm either gonna get in shape or I'm gonna die and so I just started working out and fought and tore apart all the scar tissue around my back and got the hinges to work I know know body mechanics really really well Um, near photographic memory every time I look at something I retain 90% of it and uh, so then I basically fixed my back that way and then um, got a job as a project manager and moved out to San Diego that's what Hope does (laughs) nice (laughs) Well, so so here's the backstory I was actually a quality assurance inspector for them. And so I went out I there. I used and did to be a
2: quality assurance what?
3: person. Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. Crazy.
3: Well, and then before that, I was a change management specialist. So I used to go into companies and streamline them. And, uh, but, but I made, I saved companies a lot of money, but I wasn't getting paid my worth. And I was like, I didn't even want to fucking negotiate that. I was just like, fuck you guys. Like they just, they, uh, I got this. So the way I got the job is I reverse engineered a video game and broke it. It was elder scrolls online. And me and my four friends, we fought the entire server and won. It became this huge ordeal. And I met with the developers and I ended up getting a job as a change management specialist, um, on there, uh, from someone that I met online for that. What he did is he sent me a problem that they were working on with the company of, of restructuring them. And so I looked at it and I told him I'd, I would move these processes out to another company that would do them more efficiently. I would focus on these and I'd streamline I would, I would streamline how far people have to go and b- basically a lean six sigma to them. And he thought that was fucking brilliant. And so I ended up getting the job, worked for them, realized I made a lot of companies a lot of money and that it wasn't getting paid shit. So I was like, well, fuck you guys. Bounced out, head to San Diego. Became a uh, was a QA inspector. They didn't have a QA program, so I built that. And then instead of them spending a lot of money to buy a program, I built it off of Excel. So every time I f- finished the report, it would automatically send the report to the local supervisors, and then another report to their supervisors, then a final report to the the to the CEO or or the the dean. And so they got all the information that way. And then I uh, got my degree in, in project management. So I was like, well, I want to do that. So I found a bunch of problems on the campus and I list them up and I put my resume on the bottom of the pile and dropped it off at the assistant director's office. And then they ended up creating the position. So then I became a project manager and, uh, and from there, I was, a. Uh, I was contracted, so I had, I could only legally work 40 hours a week, but there were 70 hours of work to do. So I created an automation system through Excel um, and, and basically used all the availabilities through vendors, and I just programmed the whole thing out, and I turned 70 hours of work into about four to five hours of work a week. And I got told I looked like Ryan Reynolds a lot at the time, so I figured I'd just go do like a, a little film. So I did a, a film contest I played the host of a sexaholic anonymous class for political comedy and that did really well and then I played this uh action hero in in this fight and I had to fight eight guys in this warehouse and they only had this warehouse for two hours and nobody knew martial arts I was the only one and so I just basically told everybody because by the time everything was set up we only had about 45 minutes to do it and I was like all right guys just fight me like don't pull your punches. You'll know when you're knocked out, just fight me. You're not going to hurt me. None of you know what your fuck you're doing. So they fought me and the director rolled it and all in one take. And afterward he was like, what the fuck? And so then I started working more, um, on the side, doing side projects and I was making more doing side projects and acting than I was as a PM. And, uh, so I told myself, if I, if I maintained that for three months, I would dedicate a year to acting to see if I got a future in that. And I was kind of one of those things that just goes where the wind blows, you know, like. <laughs> and so I ended up um, on a on a military TV show and there was an adult film star that was uh, on the show and she wanted to shoot content. I said it would mess with my my career. So we made a bet of it. And I was like, well, I'm shooting a commercial on an island and then I'm playing Captain America Comic Con. So if those two cancel, I got nothing else to do. And I didn't think they're going to cancel because the plane ticket was already bought. And uh, sure as shit, the next morning, my agent calls me. He's like, hey, I got bad news. Uh, they ended up canceling. They're going a different direction. And so I was like, well, I got nothing else to do. And I threw it out there in the universe. Like, all like, "Like, all right, well, I guess it came back and says, well, you're going to go be a porn star. So I went and shot a, a content thing with her. And she was like, oh, I did really good. So then she took me to go get an agent. And then that's how I got in. And then won a bunch of awards. And now I work like crazy. I've got lots of paperweights. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I did martial arts nice. for years. I've got boxes and boxes of medals and trophies, and like those never paid my. When I broke my back, those didn't pay my bills. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I call them all. Everything's paperweights. You know, If it's not money in the bank. It's.
1: I got a whole paper. room, you know, with all the trophies and shit. I, I barely. It's get not even a room. There. They're in boxes. Like,
3: yeah, they're in boxes. Whatever.
1: Well, that's that's quite the career. It's been a journey. Um. So do you think you're gonna stick with porn for a while or um
3: I do what I wanna do. Yeah. So um I think if I end up becoming a crypto millionaire, which I, I, I think I will be, um I'm just gonna do ones that I wanna do and not do the ones that I don't wanna do.
1: Right. Any advice
3: for project managers? Um think outside the box. That's usually it's think, it's a schedule. Think outside the nightmare. box
2: of trophies
3: think outside, yeah, the, think outside the box of managements and processes mm. and it depends on what your your pm in front of like just because they dictate so i was like so i was notorious for changing the rules when i went into a place and that mm-hmm. was mostly because i didn't give a fuck about the rules i had a job to get done and as long as i wasn't cutting corners or hurting anybody else i didn't give a fuck about the rules and and that's i ended up changing a lot of how um people like companies and and in that instance the schools end up operating so normally what would happen is they'd have to get a program to run everything that i was doing but i just built it from excel Mm -hmm. because excel can do all the features on it you just have to know how to do it and mind you i didn't know much about excel at the time so i was i was youtubing videos on excel and i was like this is what I needed to do, but I don't know the terminology of that. And I was on a college campus. So I would just go into a freaking. I would just walk around until I found some students that knew what they were doing. And then they could direct me to someone else that knew it. And then I'm like, all right, so I got this problem. And then, so I had all the resources there. I just had to go out and get it. And so I ended up building this Excel program. Yeah. And then.
1: That's good advice. I I mean, people, I think people tend to get too sucked into their tool to where they're like, you know, Oh, like, the burn down chart isn't looking right, you know, and like they, they just they hyper focus on all these, uh, you know.
0: My girlfriend is constantly telling me that I'm too sucked into my tool.
1: Too sucked into your tool? <laughs> yeah, I'm too sucked into my tool.
0: Is this a what? sex thing? What, what's going on? I wish more people were sucked into my tool. You know. Yeah. Well, at least one more.
3: What? <laughs> <laughs> or under,
1: could have been under. <laughs> Matt, we're trying to have a serious conversation about project yeah. management.
0: Well, I'm trying to lighten it you're up. You're talking uh, about uh, your penis. This is a freewheeling. This is, no, freewheeling this is my about job. <laughs> This is a freewheeling podcast about politics and other social issues,
3: like Matt's penis. I'm just um, trying to have fun. In, in regards to project management, um, do you have a degree or do you have your PMP?
2: So I I actually was a math major um in school. So I was on track to be an actuary. So I've had a bit of a crazy bump yeah. path. Um I'm I'm taking it on Wednesday, I'm gonna get my, I'm gonna become a certified scrum master. A certified scrum master. <laughs> Except I don't I don't practice. My down. girl is a See, certified
1: the, scrum master.
2: The team I am the project management management manager for um we don't do waterfall or agile scrum whatever the hell you call it so i do what i want <laughs> he guys make us shut up
3: all right well here's my question is <laughs> are you planning on staying in the p.m field
2: um probably but like you said i just kind of go where wherever well-
3: if you're gonna stay in the field, I'd make a, I'd make a couple recommendations for you. Is don't go to school for it. A master's degree in project management is the equivalent of getting your PMP.
2: Yeah, I do not want to go back to school ever. No. I hate school. So,
3: <laughs> my best recommendation is get your PMP, and then also get an understanding of um, marketing and business structures. And if you understand the marketing, then you start to understand the flow of that, and then become more valuable as a PMP. And then you, that opens the door for lateral movement into different fields.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I I was actually looking into getting my PMP, but I'm I'm too young to get it. I don't have enough years of experience. Because <laughs> yeah, you need what have...
3: like three years or something. I don't know. Something that. like that, you, and you have to work on X amount of projects. But mm-hmm. if you're already in the field as it is, you want to start working off on all the requirements for that. So the second, you become eligible, you can go and take that test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's gotta... a hard. T- it's not an easy test. It's a pretty hard test.
2: Yeah, I got two two more years. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. You know. but
3: in those in those two years if you're being a hard charger, uh, get your certificate certifications through um your Microsoft Office and get your certificate and see if you can't get any type of schooling or stuff any any in, inside the marketing field. Mm-hmm. Because yes. marketing has more of a value inside of a company, not so much as you're going to go become the marketer, but if you understand what they need when you're doing the process, then it not it might not even help you in your pm job but when they look at you it's like oh well now you understand the business side of it so it it's it's just it's all around just better
2: i don't want to talk too much about my job but i'm i work for a marketing company
3: so. oh that's funny <laughs> nice
0: well well it was great having you on the show
3: absolutely well thanks for having me
0: I think this is going to oh, be our, life advice. Maybe our most informative episode cr- ever. <laughs> we packed <laughs> yeah, a lot in. I
3: usually don't expect that when they have a porn star on. Well, I get kind of pigeon-toed into like, "Oh, you're a porn star, so you must not be the brightest crown." That's in the box. why we and had. That's, that's why say. we.
0: That's why we invited you on the show, right? No, like, I would say because how cool is all- it? How cool is it that you're a crypto expert?
3: yeah i also spent a year um helping people that were bipolar cure themselves naturally had 100 percent success rate what'd you do with that that's that's a whole nother episode yeah that's 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 a pretty in-depth one
0: all right well thanks for coming on um do you need to tell them how to like stop recording or whatever
3: oh um yeah
0: click
1: the stop button
2: and then it'll export
1: Wow. wow what an amazing interview
2: yeah wow i love that, that was career awesome. advice
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> hope are you thinking of maybe because you're your project manager he was a project manager are you, <laughs> you thinking like what if i you know changed up a bit what t- if took a different path
2: what what, if, what path please elaborate you know like
1: movies
2: what kind of movie?
1: <laughs> I mean, like adult movies I'm just, I'm just wondering because it seems like he's a lot happier. He was doing what you're doing, and then he he made a change. Now he's breaking in the big bucks. Everything's moving in the right direction. Is there a part of your brain that's like maybe this project management stuff?
2: Come back to New York. Mm. I miss you guys. I should Matt? Are you are you coming back to New York?
1: For sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: Soon.
0: Good question.
1: Just live there. What if we just, like, got a... What if we just split, like, a condo in Manhattan so it's only, oh like, $300,000? It's
2: just such a hassle Wait, with the dogs. Wait, oh, my God. If you guys are... Oh, my God. Wait, we could get an apartment together, and I could just live there full-time, and you guys could travel.
1: Yeah, okay. we do, like, a timeshare?
2: No, I. we could just live there. Okay.
1: But like... But do I have to pay a third of the rent? Because...
2: Um, we could figure, okay, we'll figure it out depending on the apartment. And I could take care of it. I would clean and make sure it's nice. I'm tempted. In Brooklyn?
1: What was one or the village? In Brooklyn? The village. I've always was one live in, in Manhattan. Manhattan?
2: You know. Honestly, okay. The village is great, but like Brooklyn is lit because it's it's very much more residential but there's a lot going on there it's it's a lot nicer you can get a lot much more for your money Hmm. than like a box in manhattan right and i think it would be a nice place to visit i'm i'm being dead serious yeah sounds fun